But yeah, I'm kind of highly thinking about moving this uh, computer that I have here out of the closet and inside the t- top of my desk again. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good yeah, way to go. Yeah, because newsflash, I've been recording in my closet now for the past couple months. <laughs> oh, oh, don't you should have told me that. gentlemen, welcome to episode 112 of the Generation Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, I am Tyler, and I'm joined by my good friend, we have the Jack of Hearts. What's up, buddy? Hey! <laughs> hey, I'm doing okay. You know, I've just uh, been taking things, like, slow, pretty much. Kind of been relaxed and stuff. Well, because we're recording a little bit, like, a little bit later than normal and stuff, I've been enjoying this uh, Saturday off, you know, just <laughs> just going forth and just doing some things. That's good. Yeah, so uh, as uh, Jack said, we were recording on a Saturday, which is extremely weird for us. Usually, the, this show is up on Saturday or Sunday. Um, I'm hoping to have mm. this show up uh, Sunday, sometime Sunday for you guys. Um, we were recording later. I was actually under the impression that um, <laughs> I thought Jake and Jack recorded a podcast on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, but yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> something happened there, um, so that didn't happen. Um, I wasn't able, I didn't think I'd be able to record this week, um, had a rough week, um, I'm gonna try try to talk about without crying, I'm not gonna, I'm trying to bring it down, I'm gonna mention it, I'm gonna try to move on really quickly, uh, I had to put my dog, uh, down, damn it, try to put my dog down on Thursday, um, so normally we record on Wednesdays or Thursdays, uh, Mm -hmm. Wednesday night I wanted to spend, you know, one more good day with her, and then Thursday was, uh, Gertie Day, uh, so... I I couldn't record again. I couldn't record that night, and then Friday night I went out and had a had a few beers with my buddy. I uh, had a nice long chat with him, very mm. uh, cathartic. Um, still not over it. Um, not gonna be over for a while. Uh, I I will apologize if I am not up to my normal good mood standard and quick whips uh, that I usually bring to the podcast. But I will um, do my best to move on. Um, or professional for the podcast but i wanted to record I, you know, I was sitting at home today and just like just kind of bummed been bummed you know all week obviously and i was just like you know what would be great is to record a podcast uh yeah i i enjoy doing the show um it's it's a fun hour or two hours of my week uh so i thought you know what i, I messaged jack i'm like hey you want to do a show tonight he's like yeah sounds great so here we are uh we are doing the show uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, let's, I guess, move on to, um, unless you have anything else you want to say before we jump into what we've been playing? Well, you know what, the last thing I would pretty much say is, it's like, I know, it's just been kind of, been like an off week for me too, because of yeah. the whole job situation stuff, but yep. at the same time, it it's just really nice just to go and just start recording something, just talk about some other things. <laughs> yeah, we are literally one car breaking down away from a, cr- a country song. <laughs> you know, like, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we can make a ballad out of it or something. Uh, but no, let's. Uh, I guess let's go into what we've been playing. Jack, what have you been playing this past? Uh, I guess week and a half. Well, you know, just uh, thinking about it, I've been playing quite a bit of stuff. I mean, last night I tried to do a bit of streaming stuff for well, something that I'm trying to. Uh, I'm in the process of creating right now is when, uh, if I'm alone or something like that and I want to try to help out, like, say, the Generation Gaming type of, uh, like, you know, try to get a little bit more noticed out there, I just decided to say, okay, why don't I go ahead, take a couple of games on PSN or Xbox One or whatever the hell that I have, and try streaming it, you know, playing it, maybe a couple people might watch it or something like that, just try to spread a little bit of uh, Generation Gaming and stuff. So... 
last night I decided to play a couple of different games. I went through, tried to play Rocket League while recording, and that really wasn't too much of a success because the dealie is I try streaming it live while playing online. It won't let me do it hmm. because it would either disconnect the the broadcast or I would not be able to connect to the internet because of uh, <laughs> because of it going at the same time. It was just kind of weird. Hmm. However, however, I was able to record a couple of different games, which I, like I've said before, this is mostly the games I've been playing. So I did play a little bit more Yu-Gi-Oh! The Legacy of Duelist. I've 100% completed the original Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, a campaign, like both forward and reverse duels, you know? Which, that, that's nice. pretty freaking cool, I thought. <laughs> oh, let's see... I tried doing a couple more for, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, and you know what? I just really like the idea of the game itself, because there's so many different stylings of, like, modernized, like, theme decks yeah. that you can go and experiment with, either from one duelist perspective or another duelist perspective, that uh, it's really fun just to replay and try to tinker around with what types of decks that you have. Mm -hmm. But... How I went across with some of the reverse duels is I was better off just creating my own deck, like going forth and getting all the card packs and all this, to like uh, create this one particular deck, which I'm, I'm really liking so far. Now, you know, back in the old Yu-Gi-Oh! show, I used to like this uh, card that uh, the duelist Esperov, like Esperov, like, oh god. Esperosa? <laughs> Esperosa. Are you going to say Jinzo? <laughs> yeah, of oh, course. Oh man, Jin he's my favorite. Oh, I love you. Oh, go on. Oh. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I did not notice. I did not know this at the time, but there's actual support cards for Jinzo, other than, like, say, Amplifier and stuff. Ooh. So you got these cards like Jinzo Returner and, like, Jinzo Lijector. And the fun part about Jinzo Jector is once you summon him on the field, you can activate his effect, which allows you to get a Jinzo monster other than Jinzo Jector to your hand and special summon it onto the field if you wanted to. Oh, damn. <laughs> Dude, think of it this way. I've actually won a duel last night where I summoned Jinzo, like, Jector on the field. I activate its effect. It goes to the graveyard. I have Jinzo, who's the only card in my hand. And I special summon it onto the field, and I win the duel. Nice. Man. <laughs> but there's also... But, yeah. Uh, but was, uh, there's all... I was sorry. I was going to say, man, I love, I love Jinzo. And he can't be affected by trap cards. Yeah, that's the thing about it. And that's one of the major reasons why I liked playing Jinzo, even when I was uh, playing the card game, like in high school, like uh, a lot of the times, because I had Jinzo in my deck, along with uh, some of the, oh man, some of the Monarch cards, you know, like Mobius and uh, Testalos and stuff. And the thing about those two cards, they manipulated the field, they manipulated like the trap, like magic trap cards that were face down, or like cards in the hand. I totally was trying to get into the whole like... Uh, hand manipulation type of uh, thing for, like, gameplay-wise. But anyway, <laughs> with uh, Jinzo, he also has another card. He has something called, like, a Jinzo Lord, which it's it can only be summoned onto the field if you tribute one face-up Jinzo monster, and basically what it is uh, is uh, you can check out a couple of, uh, like, trap cards, I think, on the opponent's side of the field. It basically acts the same as Jinzo, only has 200 more attack and does this and does that. Hmm. And I, I gotta say, though, I've been having a ball, because I've combined my elements with a Jinzo deck, and added, like, uh, some of the other lesser-known, like, Jinzo monsters, say, like, uh, the other one was, like, oh, uh, it was another Jinzo Returner, that's what it was. Because, you know, Jinzo Returner, it's a level 3 monster. It coincides a lot of the other monsters that I have in my deck, because I can XYZ summon a couple of these monsters. Hmm. So it makes the deck even more powerful. <laughs> because if you have a couple level 3 monsters, you can special summon, you can like XYZ summon like, uh, say, Leviathan Dragon or whatever the hell. And it makes the deck a lot more quicker, it makes the deck a little bit more stronger. And I've been finding out firsthand by playing it inside the campaign is it can pretty much devastate a lot of the decks so far. Nice. <laughs> but there is another game that I have been playing, which I know you're very familiar with. I purchased Resident Evil on the PSN. Ooh. And I gotta say, last night I was doing an initial, like, uh, go-through, because I have not played the refurbished, the renew, like, Resident Evil. The only time I've played Resident Evil was the PlayStation 1 version. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever... I, well, I played the GameCube one, but I beat it on PlayStation 1. 
I never played the GameCube one, but I gotta say, the game looks really great on uh, the remake, because it's basically a port of the GameCube port. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a port of a port of a port, yeah. But, uh, no, what was really funny is I didn't know the hell what I was supposed to be doing at the same time. I initially found out that I can avoid the first couple zombies if I wanted to, you know, collect, uh, you know, that's basically what I did. I went, I collect uh, some of the various, like, key items and stuff from that first initial part of the mansion, and I went, and I, I don't really have no clue where I'm at right now. <laughs> I just, I just went through, I, uh... I'm past the part and stuff where Wesker's gone and stuff, so it's like really like the first hour or so. I made the mistake of not saving when I first went inside the first part of the game. Ooh. So I spent a half an hour, right? I spent a half an hour playing the game. I went through this particular section, and stupid me, okay, let's just go ahead and try to kill the zombie with a knife, and I die. And I did not know that it does not show the health bar outside the pause menu. Oh. So I pause. So <laughs> I end up dying, and all of my process, all my my pros, my yeah, all my progress from that was just erased because I didn't save. But the funniest part about it is, there's a trophy that popped up after I died. It's like okay, and this is exactly what the trophy profile thing description said. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like that was my the big the big factor of me not getting the game was because. They kept the whole ink thing around where you had to like you had to have the inks to save, and then you know, and then the, we're spoiled now. Like the autosave thing, like nobody likes. Like I hate replaying thirty seconds of something over and over again. I don't want to replay whole sections of a game or something, you know. For so, but I like that. That's funny. Like they knew that people didn't like that, and I, I, I can dig that when they're when they are self aware of something like that. You know what's really funny is I was streaming like one person was watching, and after that po- the trophy popped up, I just laughed my <laughs> ass off because that was so fucking clever. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but after having like about a half an hour break, I went through again, and I at least I'm past that particular portion. But I only have like one ink, like one ink cartridge thing Ooh. left. So whatever it, they give you about three initially starting off. Yeah, and. uh Another thing I could say is they have a couple of difficulty things being from like very easy, easy and normal. I think it is. Yeah. Which is which is kind of weird now that I think about it because you're you're used to the whole easy, normal, hard. Yeah. But I end up dying on easy, which is kind of fucking funny in and of itself. But uh, yeah, my second pro, the second time I started off, I just started with uh, the normal, the number one thing that it had. Yeah. And what I could say so far is the gameplay, I love the alternative, like, control, because you're not, like, basically turning and shooting with uh, the tank controls, which they have the option for tank controls if you really want to try to make yourself suffer. Yeah, if you want to hate yourself, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think from what I've played, I've initially liked what I've played, and it makes me more excited because if I played through and I beat this game... I would definitely more or less want to go forth and purchase, you know, another game that just was recently announced. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we, we, come on, we can talk about it now, I guess. I mean, since we're yeah. right here. Why not? Um, Why not? But Resident Evil 2 is announced that they are doing a remake on that one as well, because I guess um, the Resident Evil remake uh, had some pretty good, you know, it sold pretty well, had positive feedback, so they decided to go ahead and do um, 2. Um I, I guess I'm not too surprised. I'm actually a little more interested in this one, uh, just because I never, I never really played two. Um, I know. I, didn't they remake this one as well on GameCube? They did not remake this one. No, it was a clear cut port from the PS One oh, version. Okay, that's the difference between the Resident Evil games on the GameCube and on the PS One. The thing was, the GameCube ports. Only the first Resident Evil was a remake of terms of, like, uh, the graphic fidelity and this and that. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 and 3 weren't. Okay. So it's basically, like, a port from, like, a PS1 game to a GameCube game. It, the game graphics do not look that great. Yeah. But uh, I'm kind of wondering, though, do they have, like, Resident Evil 0, like, on the PSN yet? I mean, um, I don't know. I, that's interesting. I think they, didn't they mention about doing a remake for that one, too? I, I thought so as well. I think what we're going to be seeing over the next few years is every year we're going to get we're going to get a new remake. 
you know, they're probably going to do um, zero, two, three, and maybe even four, which they already did. A, um, um, not really. It's not really a. It's not really a remaster, but they did kind of up they the HD Resident Evil Four on the three sixty. Well, yeah, you know what? That really does fascinate me for a bit because Capcom, instead of like going through and like making a new game that possibly is not going to pan out so well cough cough like a lost planet yeah it's going to okay, they are taking us yeah they're taking a like a step back at doing all these various remakes mm-hmm. i mean i do like a lot of what they've been doing with those particular types of remakes because they're games that i'm somewhat interested in yeah i mean hell i've bought two of them already yeah and, and with with this it's not remakes of two three four year old games these are remakes of 20 almost 20 year old games like, with the exception of Devil May Cry Four. Well, yeah, right? but I'm talking like <laughs> with the Resident Evil and what I'm talking about though. With Resident Evil One and Two, like these games came out in the '90s. Like to do remakes of these, like this, this is cool, and I'm okay with this. Like I'm almost interested in Resident Evil Two. I don't know if my thing is like I don't think I'll like it because I remember playing the playing Resident Evil again on the GameCube, and I'm just like not a big fan of these controls, not a big fan of this camera. And I I repurchased Resident Evil Four on the 360 uh, years ago, and I just did not like the control. The controls in that thing were just horrible. So for me to be significantly interested in getting these games, it's like I really want to see like a change in the controls because like these games controlled like garbage, and they always have. Like every Resident Evil game has not controlled very well. And there's a main reason why that they have not controlled well to initial get-goes. It's become... I think it's because of director at the time, Shinji, like, uh, Mikami? Yeah. Mikami? Something like that. For a survival horror type of game, you're gonna... You, it's placed inside of, like, a feeling of, say, like, kind of like a helplessness sort of thing, or, like, uh... It's just type of, like, the fear of, okay, you can't control your character as well, maybe. You're in the setting and stuff, you're trying to... Frantically trying to just okay, what button combo do I do to kill this thing, or what do I do this and do that? Yeah, I mean it makes sense from that regard, but at the same time, this is 2015. Yeah, these games come out; they've came out like in the mid 90s. The games, the gameplay has significantly improved from back then, from the mid 90s all the way up to now. It's a standard that people want to play, like a third person shooter or a first person shooter, which is you know non-southpaw type control yeah pretty much yeah i mean that's a good point like in the in the 90s and, and maybe even early 2000s you can get a, you can get away with a game that i mean they didn't have the dual stick back then so obviously they really didn't have analog sticks really so much back in the 90s either um yeah so you, you can get away there's a lot of really bad control games on like the NES Super Nintendo, and I'm sure you know about those. Oh, even the N64. Yeah. I, mean, I I think I've mentioned, like, Jet Force Gemini, my experience with that. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Jet Force Gemini, when that was first released, the game was almost borderline unplayable for me because, for one, I'm, I am was so used to, like, playing games in the 360, the PS3, like, the whole regular, you know, way you, like, uh, control things. Yeah. But I remember a few years back going forth and trying to play a game like GoldenEye and like Jet Force Gemini with the C buttons, and I just could not get hide or hair of it because they did not work as well because they were type of a Southpaw-related type of format. Yeah, and like, and, and that's kind of going to my point. Like, but back then, like, obviously, in the really bad thing, you can't play them, but back then, when the controls the way they were, like, Resident Evil wasn't a badly controlled game. Mm-mm. In 1996, like it was fine, but it's just like when GameCube came out, it wasn't very well controlled either. And it's just like I think with this one, I imagine the controls are kind of the same. It sounds like they've made some improvements on them, but uh, they got to fix that. That was like that's kind of my only one of my only issues with the game was just like that's my only kind of like step back. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm really I, I, I'm interested, but I don't know how much I want to hear more about this re like what they're gonna do with this remake. Like, are they just like making it look prettier? Are they going to, like, change up the controls? What are they going to do with this? Because I really want to play uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3 because I never played those ones. I really don't care too much for Zero. I didn't, I didn't really care for Zero from when I played a bit um, back in the day. But, no, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll hear probably more um, in the coming months. I imagine this game will probably be out sometime next year. I hope that this one sells well, too, because I would love it if, say... 
Capcom were to make all the improvements like they have with this Resident Evil mm-hmm. remake for Resident Evil 2, possibly Resident Evil 3, I want to play those games all the way through because I've never had a chance to beat them. Yeah. Not even back then in the 90s. I mean, hell, I was a kid. I didn't want survival horror stuff. I was more interested in Pokemon and Mario stuff. I can't wait to the remake Resident Evil 6. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> oh my god. That would be so funny. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, they got rid of a lot of shit. Oh, it's actually playable. Yeah. It's better. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> Yay. All right. Uh, let's go back to what we've been playing, though. What else have you been playing, though? That's about pretty much it. Oh, okay. Um... I guess for me, I'm going to take a drink of my um, delicious Left Hand Brewery Twin Sisters Double IPA. Give me one second. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, It's good beer. Never had it before. <laughs> it's been in my fridge for like three weeks now. I'm like, yeah, oh, shit. This, today's a good time to, to pull it out. Um, so, um, as you might figure, not really been in the most gaming mood the last few days. Um, so I haven't played a whole lot. Um... What I have played was earlier in the week or last weekend. Uh, Justin, my friend, was on the show a few weeks ago, and he talked about he played all the Evil Within DLC. Um, yeah, all three. Um, so I actually a few weeks ago I bought it was the DLC is normally twenty bucks. I thought it was thirty, and I saw it on sale for thirteen fifty. I'm like, oh my god, it's Ooh, seven, there you go, seventeen dollars off. Hell yeah! So I bought it. Well, it's actually only twenty dollars for the DLC. It was still I saved six bucks. Um, oh yeah. So right now, there I've only played one of the three, and the first one is called the assignment. Um, basically, like he, like Justin mentioned, it, it's Lion King one and a half. It runs <laughs> concurrently with the main game, and you play as um, I believe her name is Julie or Julia, one, one of the two. Um, and she's kind of like the the main female of the game. And with Evil Within, one of the, one of the things you're doing is you're trying to find one like you're you're basically in a mental institution um or it starts off there and there's like this one um kid that um has some problems uh his name is leslie and that's like he's trying to like he's he's like a big key of the main story um like the main bad guy is wants him you're trying to protect him and then you have julie in the game or julie whatever i'm i don't know I'm, i don't know what her name is but she is also trying to get get them, and they don't like never explain it in the main game. And I actually, mm. I kind of went back and I listened to um, the podcast where I reviewed the game uh, once I finished it, and uh, I talked about like I I knew I'm like I even mentioned it before this was even announced that like the, this is probably like they're probably gonna explain this whole thing with Julie in DLC because they never explain it in the game like why like all, one for like because in the beginning like she's on your side she's one of like one of your team teammates. Essentially, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like she just like double crosses you, and she's trying to get she's trying to get Leslie for herself for a different motive, and so I was right. Um, it's it, there's two parts to this. Uh, the first one is the assignment, and you're basically it's it shows her why she's trying to do what she's doing. Basically, the corporation that she's working for wants Leslie for um for some for testing or something. So it kind of goes through her part in the game of you know trying to get Leslie. Um, and it's not very good. It, it's uh-huh. like, and Justin mentioned it too, where it the he said the the second one's a lot better, and I can't remember what it's called. But with the assignment, you you don't have a weapon the entire time, what? or you have an axe, but you can only use them a couple like twice for it. Like you can only use it when you sneak up on some, on, a, on an enemy. You can use it twice and it, 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 it breaks. Um, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> yeah, so I really liked Evil Within. I remember. Um, the first my the first few chapters I played of it, I remember I played a lot during Extra Life, and Extra Life is like I hated the game before Extra Life, and then I played like probably five hours or so during Extra Life, and I like my my thoughts on it changed quite a bit. Where like after like chapter three, like it really kind of turns more into it, it turns more into a survival horror game where like a lot more you actually have like the first few chapters is pretty much you really don't you have a weapon, but you have like super limited ammo. So it's basically a stealth mm-hmm. game, and the stealth okay. in this game is not very good. Um, the, the fun of this game when you're fighting when you're fighting enemies is like in like Last of Us or any of those other survival horror games is like you know you're trying to defeat these enemies with using very little um, ammunition or supplies as possible, and right. that's a lot of fun. With this one, like I said, you have no weapon, 
and basically you're just trying to get you're just trying to sneak past enemies quite a bit or a lot of there's a lot of just random just walking and not a lot going on some pu- a lot of puzzle solving and the puzzles and I even mentioned this in my original review is that the puzzles are brain dead stupid um yeah like and, and it's a there's a huge like especially the beginning like most like the first probably half of the thing is a lot of puzzles and trying to sneak past enemies while doing these puzzles and they're just really dumb puzzles like there's no like it takes three seconds to kind of figure out it's like it's not there's no real thinking involved in it um so a lot of that and then just like the second half is pretty much just like trying is really just trying to sneak past enemies and trying to like enemies are trying to are trying to attack you and you gotta escape things like that um and that's the whole Mm. thing it's about it took me about two and a half three hours to finish um i cannot so far what i played uh for i think it's it's twenty dollars right now for the first one it's ten dollars separately for this it is not worth it i'm hoping the second one uh picks up and it sounds like it does i think towards the end of this you actually get a gun but you don't have any ammo in it so i think i'm imagining you might actually have ammo in the second chapter or second part uh another huge complaint of mine is the fact that julie wears heels yeah and it's just like you're we're running the whole thing is just like on hardwood floors like ninety percent of the game <laughs> takes place on like concrete floors or hardwood floors. So and it's just and they're building, so it's just echoes. So every step she takes is just like it's like and it echoes. And it's just I mean like like I said, there's a lot of walking in the game. So it's just like for thirty seconds straight, she's just running and I'm just hearing her freaking heels and I just want to scream. I had to mute the the damn game on several occasions. Just because, like, I'm like, okay, I gotta walk down this long hallway. All right, I'll turn the subtitles on in case something tries to sneak up on me, and I can hear, I can see something will pop up. So, yeah, that was horrible. So that's like one of the main reasons. Like, that's actually a big part of why I haven't played the, the next chapter yet or the next DLC thing is just because she still wears the heels, and I, I'm hoping that it, like this. One, I think you're more in the woods, and like at least it ends off. You're like you're you're in the woods. So I'm hoping it's. Um, it just changes from like a clack all of a sudden to crunch, crunch, Yeah, crunch, I, you know what? I can do the crunch because there'll be less echo. There won't be any echo. I'll be fine with that. Um, but no, so far it sucks. Uh, I love Evil Within. Like I said, I think it's like my fifth favorite. Like my, like I think it was number five on my game of the year list last year. At least top six. Probably four, four through six somewhere. Um, but um, no, it, this is really disappointing. I was really excited to play more Evil Within. And this is a bit of a bummer. Um, it's number six in my game of the year list. Actually, I have my notebook in front of me that I've I used when I was when I was filling out my thing last year. Um, but moving on, I um, I did pre-order weeks ago. Um, Everybody's gone to the Rapture. Yeah, it is part of the PlayStation or Sony's uh, Play 2015. Um, it was like they had four big um, games come out every digital games come out um, one every week for four weeks straight. And if you bought right. two, if you bought at least two, you got like. Um, eventually I'm going to get a coupon for 20% off my next cart purchase. Right. Um, so that'd be pretty exciting. Um, I'm thinking about actually going digital. If, if I can buy, if I got pre-order games with that 20% discount, I might just pre-order all my freaking, like the games I'm going to buy this year. Cause I, I was thinking, there you like, go. That's a good chunk of change. I could save cause there's no taxes. And plus you save 20% on top of that. That's not a bad deal. Um, but anyways, what was that? Twelve dollars off per game, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, that's actually a pretty good. So chunk I can get, I can there. get like four or five games for, you know, for for you know, it saves me. Basically, I get a game for free, and that, if my math is correct, off the top of my head. Um, but anyways, so I only played the first about hour or so of the game, and uh, it is. I don't know what to say about this game, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, with this game, you it's like 1987. It's in, it's in the late 80s, I believe. And you're in this Ooh. small British um, town. And it just starts off, you are... It doesn't really tell you who you are, but you just, you're just standing in the street. And no, it, nobody's... Everybody's gone. Everybody's disappeared. And They're dancing kind of, on the ceiling. What? 
They're dancing on the ceiling. That would be awesome. I would take that <laughs> over what's going on in this game right now. Um, <laughs> from what I played of it, anyways. So oh, these, what a feeling. Uh, Chinese Room, I believe is the name of the, the developers that made this game. They also made uh, Dear Esther, which is okay. a really popular game on Steam. It's I've heard. I, I actually own it. I just never yeah. played it. I got it for free, um, but I heard it's an excellent game. Um, but... So with this is essentially um, the I guess this is something I've, I this is a kind of a genre I've never really this phrase I've never really heard before until the last couple of weeks but it's called a, it's basically a walking simulator. Um, oh, you mean sort of like a Proteus or something like that, where yeah. you're just walking through environments and yeah. gone home and all that other gone stuff. Gone home, dear Esther. It's it's kind of like the same kind of format of dear Esther. Uh, so with this. Um, like I said, everybody's just kind of like everybody in the town's disappeared. You're just alone, um, and there's like you can hear like stuff like over the radio, and there's just like random numbers playing on the radio, um, and every, you you walk through the town and walking through the village or whatever it is, and you'll find these weird orbs of like light, and you go up to them, and like you'll just start hearing people talking, and you don't actually see the people or anything. You see like weird like the orbs just kind of like glow around where they were. And they're talking, and it's just kind of, it's going over the events. It sounds like, and it's like, you're kind of slowly piecing together what's been going on, like right. with the whole thing, like just like with, um, I really want. To, it's hard to talk about because it's, it's such a story based game, but um, you know, just trying to you figuring out what's going on, like while this is happening. It doesn't sound like everybody just appeared at once. It's not like things were happening, um, just kind of like here and there, like it's just kind of like slow go moving. Um, so what I played of it is it's basically you just you just walking through the town. Um, I, I guess from what, I, what I, I, I read about the game, you can actually finish it in about an hour and a half, two hours if you just walk oh, wow. straight to like where you need to go. But the whole point of this game is actually to go and just like explore everything in this environment, and and you'll find more like or like find more orbs and then like there's whole side stories. Like you'll see you'll you'll hear the voices of, and I highly recommend subtitles. For this, um, I always play with subtitles on and everything, but it actually like they'll tell you like like Jeremy and it'll like say like what he's saying, or like Stephen and like that way you know like who's talking because like otherwise I don't like their voices aren't like distinctive enough that like, you'll recognize them, so huh. you, you'll actually notice that you're hearing like the same these are the, it's not like this is a one random event like you never hear anything about like these are the, you're seeing like some these characters like different like areas you'll find like right, right. Of them, like in different events happening with these like with jeremy or steven or um kate um in this game and it's kind of interesting kind of here like i'm i like the parts where like you get when you find the orbs but the game um just finding the orbs and just like like wandering through the town because there's like so it's a decent size from what i even what i saw in the first hour um decent sized village and I'm, I'm sure I haven't gone through the whole thing yet um, but like there's so like much walking in this game like <laughs> and it's just it's boring like it, it's really pretty the game looks really nice um, the, 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 the the village the town whatever it is looks really pretty um, but it's just like you walk up to like oh there's a house like I'm going up to every house you go up to a house and you go like Okay, though I can't open, I can't open this door. Okay, whatever. You walk around, <laughs> you walk around the backyard. There's nothing back there. Um, you know, it's a lot of that. Like you're just walking up to every house, walking through every backyard, walking through every little field, just trying to find if an event happens. And that's what a lot of it. That's all it is. It's just like trying huh. to find the next event um, to like you know to pop up and hear more of like this character story. Or hear a new character story, or find out what's going on, and that's kind of what it is. It's just like you're slowly piecing together what's been happening, or like what's going on in the game. And in the first hour, and I've heard um, it only takes about if you to prove you everything, it's about five hours. Um, but I, you know, I paid, I, I got the discount because I pre-ordered. I think it was sixteen bucks. It's twenty bucks now. Um, from what I played of it, if I guess if you like Dear Esther. It's not, from what I understand, it's not as good, but it's still pretty good um, in that format. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of like these kind of these like indie games with like a different style. Like I, I'm a sucker for those kind of games. Like, ooh, this sounds really interesting. This is different from the original format. Yeah, and I'm not really enjoying this one. Like, like 
I feel like it's almost kind of like you could, there's some comparisons you can make with Journey, where like Journey is not really you don't really do much in Journey. Like it's re, it's kind of a walking simulator. That's um, that's kind of true in of itself too. But the difference between some like say like what you're describing here with everyone's gone to the Rapture and Journey is it ultimately leads up to like uh, at least one climactic like. Uh, endpoint and stuff like that where everything's utterly satisfying too plus you're mm-hmm. not by yourself you're actually with other like multiple people sometimes in one case if you really wanted to like uh progress further inside the game i mean yeah and, and with journey there's some light platformer elements to it too so you're cut you're actually do, constantly doing something you got to focus you got to pay attention the music's fantastic and it's an hour and a half to finish the game depending on how fast you go through it at most two hours yeah this one i'm an hour in i barely scratched the surface and I I was damn near falling asleep playing this game. <laughs> just kind of like, because like, like literally minutes on end, you're just walking trying to find an event. It's also then, more like, visually it pleasing though, I think Journey is, you know. Yeah, Journey is, like at least on PS4, it is a gorgeous game. And it's just a constant, um, it, it's, it's a, the pacing in the game is fantastic. And this one is just kind of like, you're just like, you have no map, there's no hints, nothing. Just like, like you just the game just starts and you start walking and that's right. kind of what you do. Um, I'm gonna play more of it. Obviously, I think I'll. I mean, I, I think I'll at least finish it. Um, I, I mean, I I paid good chunk of change for this game. You know, sixteen bucks. Still yeah, quite, good chunk yeah. Of, good, at least finish it. <laughs> yeah, I, I at least want to play some more of it. Maybe not finish it, but I at least want to play some more of it to see what I think because. It's not like you could. It's not. Uh, there's not like a yellow brick road, you know. It's not like you can just like, oh, here's where like the story continues, the main story. Like it's just kind of you just kind of wander around. I don't even know what the main story is and what's the side story, but apparently there is. Um, like for my red, you could just follow. Like there's a path. I'm sure I can look it up and just follow the main path and yeah. finish the game. Um, but I really don't want to do that. Um, but no, with this game, um, I'll, I'll talk more about it probably um, next week. Uh, but so far. Not my game. Uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and move on. I think I, we wanted to keep it a little shorter this week. We're about 36 minutes in. Uh, we, we can cover a topic or two, I think, before we finish the show up. Yeah, no problem. Uh, um, so let's go ahead and um, I think we should talk about um, the voting for PlayStation for PlayStation Plus games on PS4. Okay. It's officially open. Uh, the polls are open, I should say. Um it opened this past Thursday, uh, so what, what is going on, and we mentioned it, I believe, last week or two weeks ago, is that um, Sony is going to allow people to start, um, every month they're going to be able to vote for three games, and whoever like whoever, whoever gets the most votes will be the free game of the next month, Okay. Um, and then the other two games will come out that month, but they will be at a, a discount with the PlayStation Plus membership. So the games this month is, um, I believe the game is Armello. I believe there's a, isn't there a Wii U game called Armello too? Yeah, there is one that's called Armello, but I think yeah, this one's kind of different. This one is like, looks more like a uh, grid-based um, strategy game. Um, but I, I think I actually own Armello on the Wii U. Yeah, I think, I, I think that one's a platformer though. Yeah, that one, I think that, that's, that's a completely different game. But uh, they have Grow Home, which was a very well-received um, Ubisoft game on Steam. I believe it came out earlier this year. Um, and then you have Zombie Vikings, which looks kind of like a Castle Crashers knockoff. Yeah. Um, which, I'm a big fan of Castle Crashers, but it's basically it seems like you're zombies, and you have different, there's different characters you can choose, um, and the other characters, obviously, if you choose, so that, that kind of depends on your play style. Right. Um, so you can go, it's actually, um, you go to the PlayStation Store as long as you're a PlayStation Plus member. I go in the store and it's usually I think it is in like the trending or like the the main thing. You can vote to play or you can just go to the PlayStation Plus section of the store and you can actually vote for these. I voted today and Grow Home is actually um, winning by a pretty large margin. Um, I was just about to say I was gonna vote for like growing like growing home too. You know, I was like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I watched. There's actually a cool thing they're doing on um, PlayStation's YouTube page where they. Um, they have like the producers of or whoever like the developers of the game doing like here's why you should vote for me and they talk about their like it's like two minute long videos and they just talk about a little bit about the game and things cool. and they show you some video clips of it. I watched them all. Um, Armello looks actually okay. Like I said, it's a strategy um, grid based strategy kind of game. Um, they said it's kind of more like a board game. 
Uh, Grow yeah. Home. I mean, I think this one's a, like kind of an open shut case. I feel like Grow Home's gonna win fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, what I saw was Zombie Vikings looked pretty interesting, looked pretty fun. Um, but like I said, I it looks like a Castle Crashers knockoff, and I love Castle Crashers. So, oh yeah, um, same here. <laughs> it looks like it's it's gonna be a four player Castle Crashers game. And it's like I, I think about something like Rocket League. Like we've had some gamer nights with the talking ship guys. Oh yeah, quite a bit over the last few weeks because of that game, and it was free. Like I feel like if Zombie, Vi- I kind of wish Zombie Vikings would win, but it's actually in third place right now. Uh, um, because it, I think that'd be a great four-player co-op game to hop in with a few people. Oh man, no shit! And play. <laughs> I, I I wish we got more games like this. Like, like, like I, that's one my only like my biggest complaint with Towerfall was like it's a multi it's a game that's great with multiplayer, but it's only couch co-op. I know that that's just a shame. Hmm. No, I think that's it's really cool. Um, I, it looks like we're gonna get um, Go Home, which I really want to play. So um, that was cool. I mean, what what are your thoughts? Are you are you excited for this, or are you well, yeah. like this idea? I do like this idea because if we're getting like new indie type of games every month and stuff like that, where we get to like uh, vote which one of the three that we want for free, yeah, that's a win for all of us because not only we're getting one game for free, but we're getting the other ones if we're remotely interested in them, like if like some sort of a discount. So it's a win win for a lot of for all of us, pretty much on PS1. Yeah. I, th- I feel like this is gonna, what's going to be like every month, though, is, like, we're going to we're gonna get, like, the one, like, sure thing, and then we're going to get, like, two, like, just other other games. I kind of wish Zombie Vikings would win this month, because I really actually kind of want that game. And then, like, because I, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I was going to buy Grow Home when it went to the consoles regardless. Right. But it's like, I really wish I got, oh, Zombie Vikings would win, because I just, that's a game that looks really fun to me. Um, but no, um, I like this idea. Uh, I, I hope they continue it. I wish you know. I hope it's not always like kind of like lopsided like it is this month. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, I hope it doesn't mean we're only getting one free game a month. I hope that. Oh, I hope not. I I like the idea. Like, we we have lately been getting like we get two for sure, and then usually there's crossplay stuff. So like some months we're getting four free games. Um, like that's like Race right. the Sun was a was the free PS Vita game of the month, but I I, I purchased it. On the store for free, on the on my on the on the, my actual the web browser, and I got it free because I owned it on the Vita on my PS4, and I love that game. <laughs> um, so I hope that doesn't go away. Um, or are we sitting on time? Okay, uh, we'll do one more topic. No problem. I think. Is that cool? With yeah, you? that's fine. Okay, so here's something that was announced um, last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. Um, this is more for me <laughs> uh, than anything. Uh, I even put it in the show notes as why with with multiple question marks. Um, but Ubisoft has announced that with uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, they will bring back the present day stuff from the Assassin's Creed series. What? And make sense of the story. Yes. Um, I don't know how much Assassin's Creed have you have played. Oh my have god! You, I, I'm a, oh my god, dude! How much, I, you, how much do you jump to the series? Um. Well, let's see. I've beat Assassin's Creed 2 and uh, tried 3, did not like it. Tried 4, got bored. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, obviously, um, if you've listened to the show since the beginning, since episode 1, you have um, seen my highs and lows with the series, with Assassin's Creed oh, yeah. 3 um, being a pretty big low, Assassin's Creed 4 being a really, really, really high high, and then a uh, crushing Unity... Um, and that was it's it's a weird thing for me. Like they really wrapped it up with um, was it Revelation? I think they wrapped it up. Yeah, with? Revelations. I believe it was. Re- I think Revelation. They wrapped it up like in the, um with the whole thing with Desmond. Um, and then or maybe it was actually Assassin's Creed Three. They actually um, wrapped it up in. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Um, but. After that, Assassin's Creed Four did the weird thing where you work for like the like, work for like, like an evil game industry, which is really meta, and I like I kind of liked it. Whereas it's like it was kind of like you're essentially working for Ubisoft, kind of thing. <laughs> which is really funny. Um, and like you're just like the the whole point of Ubisoft was or um, Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed Four was I I enjoyed it for, like for what it was because it was just really goofy. Um, like 
for, for like for what Assassin's Creed, how serious that game is, it was kind of a fun little goofy thing they did on the side. Right. And it, it kind of continued the story after um, everything that happened with Assassin's Creed 3 with the whole Desmond story ending. Um, and try to continue it on. It just it didn't make sense. It was, I mean, it was it was dumb, but I still enjoyed it. You know, like it was like if you're being like a serious critic, like it's 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 fucking horrible. What 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 that wasn't for. Um, and then like um, Unity, you barely had any mention of it. Like you had a couple like glimpses where you saw like some of uh, the people Desmond was working yeah. with in the game, like before the events of three. And like they would talk to you a little bit, but that was it. Like I mean, there was a, there was like, um, and then there was like a few times where you had to, like, all of a sudden you're like, it's like it glitches or something. Like such great Unity, and like now you're. I mean, and, and Unity had a lot of glitches, but this was actually a built-in glitch by Ubisoft, um, where like all of a sudden you're you're climbing um, the, uh, the Eiffel Tower in Paris, trying uh-huh. to uh, trying to escape because like the um, the Templars. I found you, and like you know, obviously the whole point of the present day stuff is going back in time to find out secrets and find out where things like um, where those those stupid apple things are, the orb things. Oh, from two are, <laughs> yeah. And I mean that's a whole big thing of the game. They're going back, you know, why they, why they go into these um, back in time with your ancestors is to find out where these are because these give you a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, and that was it. Like, there was really no... Like, they didn't really move the story along. It was kind of like... It almost felt like it was just like... Alright, we don't have any idea what we're doing anymore. <laughs> yep. um, let's just try to, like... What's, we, but we still gotta make an Assassin's Creed game. And we still gotta, like... We're kind of stuck with these stupid present day stuff. So let's just kind of shoehorn it in. And, like, not really develop the story and move it along anywhere. And just get us to the next year. And, like, give us another year of planning. And that's what I feel like Unity was, and I almost I, I I almost liked Unity for that sense where there wasn't a lot of present day right. stuff. Um, I mean, and then the fact the game was broken and it wasn't really a particularly great game, anyways. Um, but that was kind of like the like my my favorite thing about the game, um, which wasn't really a lot of positive to that game, which is the fact they just uh, they kind of almost like I thought they were going away from it. Like, I thought like, okay, cool, we're just gonna do we're just gonna do like. Uh, we're assassins in this really interesting time of history, and I'm okay with that. Right. But now they're bringing it back, and it sucks. Anyways, I feel like they should just drop it and let it go because it doesn't matter. But um, I guess you, know, you said you played two, three, and four. What are your thoughts? On Honestly, this? after there, Ubisoft is at that point where with this franchise, it's getting so convoluted with storylines and stuff like that that they should just. Just fucking take a year off, possibly, and just reboot that entire thing and do exactly what they want to do. Because, for God's mm-hmm. sakes, I do not give a shit about where these Apple of Eden things are coming from. I love the way that Assassin's Creed 2 story was structuralized, because it kind of made sense. It kind of had a lot of more intrigue to it. But the whole thing, and this is going to be going spoilers, too. You know, with Desmond, and this is what exactly what I'm going to warn people, if you do want me to talk about Assassin's Creed stuff... Like, Desmond dying after the end of, like, Assassin's Creed, like, what was it, 3? Or something like that? Yeah, he dies at the end of 3. That does not make any fucking sense to me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, after all of those key moments and stuff like that, it's just... Ever since Assassin's Creed 3, they've gone progressively, like, less of the storyline thing for the, you know, real time for the actual day elements and started going with, yeah. you know, going through, okay, this is a cool scenery. We're just going to go ahead and we're going to go and we're going to be pirates for this one generation or we're going to be going yeah. to like 1800s England for this game. You know, it's, I don't yeah. give a shit. Make something that's interesting. Yeah. It's Assassin's yeah. Creed. You've been doing it since 2007 or 2008. Actually, 2008. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 2008. I think it was 2008. Because I know it was after Gears of War. <laughs> I think we're on, this is this is the eighth year, so I think you're right. I think it was 2008. All they have to really do, in my honest opinion, is make the story at least somewhat interesting, just reboot that entire thing, and just freaking make it so that the gameplay is actually fun and addicting instead of the same, okay, we're going to slink on top of the towers now. Okay, now we're going to jump into a hay bale. Oh, yeah, maybe we're going to go ahead and assassinate these two people because who gives a shit? You know, just stuff yeah. like that, you know, with Assassin's Creed. I am so just bored of it. 
Yeah. And and that's like I've talked a lot about Assassin's Creed and this like like we have this weird love hate relationship uh, Assassin's Creed and I um, where I loved this game for a lot of years um, every now and again it disappointed you mm-hmm. uh, with like Brotherhood I thought was okay uh, three was horrible Unity was garbage um, I don't know it, I'm in this I'm not gonna buy Assassin's Creed at launch nope at least that's what I'm telling myself. Oh, you better not. Um, <laughs> when that day comes, when a company comes out late October, um, who, who knows? We'll see how I'm doing uh, financially at that point in time. It Dude. might happen. I can't guarantee it. I'm, I'm very weak, okay? <laughs> Especially when it comes like, I have an addiction sometimes. I've, I've realized, I'm sorry, uh, Bill Trenton. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we're not talking about Nintendo this week. Um, where, like, I like to buy games sometimes. Like, I just have an addiction. It's like, I've noticed, like, I just buy a lot of That's games. That's what I do. I've been doing that for it's years. Like, man, it's been, like, three weeks since I bought a game. I should probably buy a game. <laughs> I still have, like, three other games I've bought and haven't played yet. I should probably buy another game, though. I used to so it, it might happen. Time. And it still do. <laughs> but it's so funny. But, uh, dude, I'm at that point, I'd rather buy fucking Call of Duty than fucking Assassin's Creed. <laughs> and I don't really like like buying Call of Duty. Hey, man, I'm... <laughs> I was telling you before we we started podcasting, I'm probably going to buy Call of Duty just because it comes the day before Extra Life. Yep. So, like, that is, like, the primary primary reason I am buying uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Oh, it's my just God. Because I'm going to have nothing probably to play during Extra Life. Yep. Um, besides Slender Man. I have made the point now. I bought that game, like, six and months ago. And you need to play it. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> and I was, like, like, last month, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna play that. Dude, stream that while you're playing Slender Man, dude, and then just put like off of Twitter and off of Facebook. Okay, people, donate it. <laughs> donate. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I've already figured it all out. What I'm gonna do for that? Um, that's definitely gonna be like when I start crashing at one in the morning. That's my one, dude. Like, one in the get morning. Games, yeah, play games like that. Possibly get some like uh, what the hell is that? Goat Simulator. Try playing some of that too. Yeah, that came out. I think that came out yep. this week, or it it's out actually out on PSN. Like, I think it came out last week. To tell you the honest truth, but uh, I think it's like ten bucks or something like that. Yeah, check that one out. It's not bad. If it's ten bucks, I might buy that. I might buy that right now. <laughs> I buy that. The podcast is over. Um, yeah, I mean, I was. I'm actually interested in that game. I didn't know. I didn't look at the price though. Right. Um, I figured it's like fifteen, twenty, but ten. Mine got me. Um, but no. Uh, you know what? Uh. Fuck it. F- fuck Assassin's Creed. I almost said fuck Destiny. That's, it's just kind of like, it just comes out. Like, it's just like automatic. It's like, you know? it's it's like a like, post-traumatic stress disorder type of like, uh, thing where you just suffered like for so long, all of a sudden you just start murmuring, like, you know, murmuring stuff that uh, yeah. just caused you so much harm. It's like, oh god, fuck Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, oh, fuck Destiny! Yeah. But it's just like, it's like, yeah, it's like a twitch. You know, it's like, ah, Destiny. God. Yeah, but seriously, fuck Destiny and Assassin's Creed. Um, so I, should, I shouldn't say fuck Assassin's Creed because I'm probably going to still buy the game eventually when it's like 30 oh, bucks, 20 bucks. There we go. I feel like that's going to be a solid spring game for me. Like next year when there's like a, we're in a nice little gap, maybe next summer. I'm like, it's 20 bucks now. Like there, there ain't nothing to do in June. Might as well pick up Assassin's Creed. Um, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. Syndicate? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. Syndicate. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that that's the thing. Um, but no, uh, we are a little longer than I thought we would want. To, that I thought we'd go. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into um, kind of a conclusion for the week. Uh, do you have a retro game for yes, us this week? Yes, I'm going to go into Super Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Melee was released in 2001 for the Nintendo GameCube. A little fun fact: I got, first got this game when I first uh, like got my GameCube. It was actually on layaway for me at uh, my local Walmart, and let's see, my my mom didn't get it out for me until like about January, I think it was, to 2002. Mm. So I only knew that I had gotten a GameCube after I unwrapped one of my Christmas guests, like Christmas presents, and lo and behold, it was like Star Wars Rogue Leader, dude. Uh, well, uh, Rogue Squadron, Squadron, wasn't it? Yep, Rogue Squadron Two, Rogue Leader. Yep, and I absolutely loved that game ah. too. Because I played that on a demo kosaic at that Walmart on the GameCube controller, and I was just fucking hooked. Because it, it was recreating the Death Star scene, man. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. 
of those yeah, originals. Yeah, that first level was awesome. But uh, anyway, back from Melee. Melee was a game I played for years. And I mean, I kid you not, it's still a game that I could still power on today and play a few hours of very easily because it's fun, it's addictive, there's so many characters you can play as, there's so many techniques and like various high levels of play. People still play it to this day because of the competitive nature. It was at Evo this year, too. You know? With a bunch of the various stuff, along with uh, the Wii mm-hmm. U version of Smash. But uh, the reason why I go into, like, Melee is because it was pretty much the total package in terms of, like, uh, an, like a fighting game on a Nintendo system. Because not only did you have a wide, ver- like, like varied amount of characters, but you had all these trophies you can collect, all these collectibles to unlock, all these various modes... All these various like options for like tournament play and for like uh, weapon selects and it's basically the type of game Super Smash Bros. for the 64 was planning to be, but it was just just cranked up to another level. And I feel like that the real most recent like Smash Brothers is kind of surpassed in terms of like uh, that type of you know that type of availability now. But uh, yeah, no, I always loved playing. The melee version because of a lot of different things. Obviously, going through the story mode, the classic mode, the event... You know, yeah, even the all-star mode was pretty fun, too. But the event modes were the kind of the ones where you got to play different scenarios and stuff. I remember during Extra Life, like about a couple of years ago, I think it was during my first one, where I played about nine hours or something of, like, uh, video games off and on, from, like, Power Rangers, from the Wind Waker, from this and that. And, uh... I ended it off with uh, playing a little bit of Super Smash Bros. Melee, and, you know, on the podcast itself, I decided to, not on the podcast, but on the stream itself, I decided to put up some, like, Smash Brothers. I think it was, like, uh, I think it was, like, one of our friends, like, Josh was, like, watching me, like, a couple of other people, but nice. as I was raising money, <laughs> I went through and I had beat event the final event mode, which is basically a culmination of the three biggest uh, bad guys in that game. You know, Mewtwo, you had Ganondorf, you had Giga Bowser. And Ugh. basically what I did is I used Falco. Falco was one of my go-to characters because he's super quick with his Firebird, like his up B, like special. So basically what I did is I got it so to a point where I actually beat all three of them like in under three minutes. You know, it was just crazy. Nice. It was crazy because I was I just took so many attempts. I was sweating. That's what I do with fighting games too. I put so much effort into it that I'm literally drenched as soon as I have like <laughs> like an hour or two. But uh, oh man! Now another thing I can remember from Melee is it was one of the best sellers for the GameCube ever since it launched for it. So it was literally from the launch of the system all the way up to the swan song of the system. That game was the number one seller. Multiple millions of copies were sold. I still have mine in really good shape today. And I think I still have it like, uh, yeah, I have it like right above me inside this closet, inside of a bin somewhere. But, But yeah, you know what? That's basically the retro game of the week in a nutshell right there. You know, the various characters from Fire Emblem, Earthbound, this and that. Just a bunch of good memories from the game, playing it with, like, friends and all this other stuff. But, but yep. yeah, that there you go. That's, that's like, like the perfect retro game of the week, because, like, like, I wish Just was here right now, but, like, him and me, like, we spent hundreds of hours and several summers and winters... Yeah playing that game like i remember like i actually remember going up to uh like the, like a gamestop or something like he got the he got the gamecube the first christmas yeah. out and um and we were up there and he's like should i get pikmin or should i get smash brothers and i talked to him the pikmin <laughs> which <laughs> not a not a no, bad it's game. not bad Pikmin's at all good yeah but it's not smash brothers you know and he eventually got smash brothers like a couple months later and boy man oof man the amount of time we put into that game, I, like, if I had a dollar for every hour I had I, I spent in that game, I'd probably have a cool grand, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like, we spent hours, hours playing that game for years on end until, like, he, he, he just lived four houses or three houses down from me for a decade. Oh my gosh. And we spent a good chunk of that time playing Smash Brothers. And we've been playing Smash Brothers since then too. Um, So, Fantasy game, I remember I got that game with um, 
when I got when I got my GameCube, I think a year after. Um, and they even like I remember him like it was kind of nice. It was like a refresh game for us because him like me and like my buddy Alex and all of us got together and we spent probably another hundred or so hours playing the game on my GameCube right. with my memory card, unlocking all my characters. So that way I can have all the characters. Oh God, dude! Because like, get the goddamn game and watch, man. That took a lot of hours um, to get. So uh, and a lot of game, a lot of matches. <laughs> um, so great retro game of the week. Um, but let's go ahead and move okay. on. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and a group. That's uh, Generation Gaming. So like us or join us on there. Um, we would like you. You know, if you want to, if you want to join and have a conversation, tell us what you think, or just talk about our new stuff. That's great. We are always open for conversation conversations. Um, if you want, if you want to hear us on other sites, we are on Twitter. We are Gen Gaming Net or at Gen Gaming Net, I should say. Um, we are also on YouTube and Twitch under the same same name at um, Gen Gaming Net. So like us and subscribe there. If you want to hear um, more from us personally, I am on Twitter at Gingerboy underscore GG and Jack is Jack of Hearts GG. There you go. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. If you like this, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. And we will even shout you out on the show. Yep. Um, but once again, thank you for listening. I was your host this week. I was and Tyler. I've been the Jack of Hearts. Love you guys, and uh, we will talk to you next All week. Right. GG. <laughs> Alan, thank you. <laughs> we get a brand new collaboration here. <laughs>